Back on the Kill Coin Conversation, guess who? James Carlton. We needed a Mizzou guy who's still optimistic, and we, we got the phone book out, and there were none listed, okay? <laughs> James Carlton from State Farm Insurance, carltoninsurance.net. We, uh, we get together every week, and you are the Mizzou guy. You're optimistic. Where do you fall after a win, right? But a tough one. You were there. I saw your daughter was tailgating. Yeah, if you call it that. She sure. was inside the car hiding. and Son was passed out in his car seat. They're both pretty young. But I, I think I need this more as a, a therapy session today right. uh, rather than <laughs> being Mr. Optimistic. Uh, not a lot on the offensive side of the football uh, to give you a lot of inspiration heading into the game against Kansas State on Saturday. But the good news is they're 2-0. and There is time to fix things. I, this, is, this is what I would personally like to see. Let's start building plays to our quarterback's strengths. He's clearly not a great downfield passer. I mean, that first drive uh, when he underthrew Luther, that was pretty telling. And I think he had another one where he, where he underthrew him. And so he is an above-average running quarterback. That is his skill set, and he's proven to be very good at it. I hope they draw up some plays to get him on the move, in motion, create some chaos. You know, just even short passes if he, if he just acts like he's about to run and it gets to Theo or to Luther. These guys can make game-changing plays. Uh, but what, what did they? I think they threw 19 passes on Saturday compared to 40 something runs, and not runs from Brady, run, runs from their running backs. And, and Nathaniel Pete, speaking of running backs, I think he saw maybe 10 snaps. He had 100 yards. Right. Why not maybe <laughs> use him more? Right. If a right. guy's productive, that that is what really frustrates you. Because hey, listen, we could talk about getting rid of the coach, get rid of the coordinator, but this is who you have right now. And if you want to have success, you're looking at okay, what do we have? What are the pieces? Well, if the guy's productive, get him the ball more. And remember with Pinkle, they would always run bubble screens. I can hear Mike Kelly, bubble screen to the right. Like just different ways to get the ball in the hands of someone like a burden and then hopefully get a block or two. I think you're I think you nailed it. Like Coach Martz here, breaking down the film, I think they do have to be more creative in how maybe it's rolling him out a little bit, using his feet with Brady Cook. And that's that's creating his competitive advantage. Yeah. And, it, and I mean if they if they can get a guy open like Nathaniel was in the second half for, you know, forty yards on touch, by all means, we're gonna take advantage of that. But it just seems like they're trying to force these quote explosive plays that he doesn't have that Drew Locke and Blaine Gabbert had. I mean, he just doesn't have that type of arm. But he has really elusiveness when he's running. We saw that last year. I will give him credit. I think it's him being Brady Cook, of course. I think it's eight or nine games now without an interception. I guess you'd call that he had a turnover for the safety. That's a turnover. So which could uh, have been way worse. Yes, that would have been devastating if that was recovered in the end zone. You know? Yeah, and I was driving back when I heard that there was almost a pick six too. That maybe the Middle Tennessee player just dropped. So you know, not completely <laughs> errorless on Brady's part. He's playing smart football. I just don't understand our coaches. What's what's the right word I'm looking here? What 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 is his identity? Right. He's hired as this young offensive guru, and even that first year, I mean, you saw a little bit more trickery. I mean, he is running the most bland type offense right now, and then the fourth and shorts, the punts. Uh, that that <laughs> were is, people booing? Were people restless? Like even early in the game, they punted. I was on the road by that point. Oh, you were on the okay. Late, late night well, you kids. did okay. Yeah, that's right. You well, had the young kids there. There was a. You'll know this because you just talked to Coach Martz. There it's was like a, a rich Gould here. There like, was I just a, go for the tailgate. There folks. was a play, two thousand three. I'd like to say Rams and Panthers. And what did Martz? Did he not go for something? And we're talking about the, pl- the playoff game. Yeah, yeah, the playoff the, the, game. The, well, they, and they, it was they kicked, a, they kicked a late. They kicked a late field goal to send it to overtime or second overtime. One of those two, and people are saying you got to go for the end zone. Carolina's gassed. 
And they played to make sure they extended it. They were at home. They thought, hey, we'll win it in overtime or in the second overtime. I forget. But yeah, for sure. The rest is history. Yeah. So, because Mart's had that, you know, kind of just moxie about him. And and then you're you're so shocked when he does that. I guess, you know, Coach Drinkwitz, what was it, two years ago when they hosted Florida? Uh, rather than going for the extra point to tie, he goes for the win with the two-point conversion, which worked out, but that's a gutsy call, sure. and that's what we need from our coach. I think the players get inspired by that. When you're pulling your offense off the field, fourth and a foot, at the opponent's 45-yard line, and this can ice the game when you're up by 13 points, I mean, what kind of what, what kind of inspiration does that give you as the offense? And I know they haven't earned a ton of, you know, uh, <laughs> certainly leeway here, but that if you're playing what we would consider an inferior opponent— you got to put your foot on their throat and end that right then and there. That was frustrating. Did you guys see his uh, post-game comments? I saw a majority of them, I think. I didn't see it in its entirety. He certainly, you know, he. he so I expect him maybe to be defensive, to be building up all these positives. He seemed defeated. He seemed to be searching for answers, which doesn't give me a ton of confidence going into this week. But I'll never forget, I, I don't know if I've ever had less confidence in him than against Auburn with the way that game ended last year. And then they host Georgia the following week and play the game of the year. So that's what I'm optimistic for heading into Saturday. Well, and I think when we look at college football right now, every fan is going to say, well, why can't we be like Colorado? Why? That's a unicorn. Deion Sanders is a whole different – that's just a different guy. Nobody's going to be able to do what he's doing. I think the better comp is the K-State coach, Chris Kleiman, who comes in there from North Dakota. Not a wasn't a splashy hire or a big name per se – but he is now, I think, 12 games over 500. He got there one year ahead, which is in 2019, and he's got that thing up and running. And you look at a coach, okay, you give him a little bit of runway here, get it, get that thing going, and in year four, again, if they beat K-State, it changes this entire conversation. There's no reason to think they will, but if they do, I mean, I'm not ready to say they've lost that game yet, <laughs> right. but I think you have reason to be concerned and I think you look at those kind of coaches, like, wait a minute, he's got his player, the quarterback's a senior, uh, pretty good quarterback, and they hammered you last year. We said maybe a month ago, this is going to be one of the biggest games in Drinkwitz's career. I think this is the most telling game of his career. And it's not just because you need to beat him, you owe them, and you haven't shown much in two weeks, but it's also like a program identity. Look at what they're doing, K-State. And I'm afraid that there'll be a lot of purple in that building, too, are we overstating how big this game no, is? No, I don't I don't think we are at all. Now, if, if they lose the last second field goal, I think you can come away from that, you know, at least feeling like there is some progress and then we just saw the Memphis time. I think that's an optimal time, don't you get? 6:30 for the dome game. 6:30 yeah. uh the 23rd, I believe the date is. I, I think that's an optimal time that hopefully yep. can in, improve attendance uh there, but yeah, everything everything revolves around this game Saturday because this is the game that even before last week you had circled on your calendar. If they can get past K-State, First of all, I mean, just from a former Big 12 fan, to get embarrassed like that last year, <laughs> it would feel pretty darn good to get back at them. But secondly, I mean, that that would catapult you into the back end of your non-conference schedule, and then you're going to Vanderbilt, and then LSU's coming to town. And, and the fans are there right now. I mean, I think there was nearly 60,000 there. Best since Tennessee. 2019, they said. Best crowd since I, 2019. I, I, Granted, you had the pandemic and all that, yeah. but... 
So, I mean, the, the fans are there. It's going to be sold out on, on Saturday. I'm sure there's going to be some purple, but I'm sure there was a lot of black and gold in Manhattan last year. I mean, that's just a, an easy drive, and there's a lot of people that have some, some colleagues, friends, et cetera, that, that support those schools. They want to get together. So I'm not afraid of some purple in the stadium. I, <laughs> I just need the offense to have more of a pulse. The one bright spot of the offense is my guy, Luther. I was eight for 117. <laughs> yeah, I think he's fourth in the SEC in total yards right now. And, again, not with a prolific passer as uh, leading the charge there. So, so Luther, get him the football. Theo showed some flashes. Get him the football. I know a lot of people are bullish on Makai Miller. Um, I think he might have tweaked something. I did not see his name called at all in the second half. So I, I hope he's okay and, and ready for it. Mookie Cooper, as much as I root for this guy because apparently he's a great teammate, he does all the right things, I, he, he just gets lost. I, I don't see him ever really have an impact on the game. I think he's a willing blocker for a smaller receiver, but I just don't see much from him. Nathaniel Pete's gonna, he's going to get you a home run more likely than Schrader, and Schrader's a great story, very dependable guy, um, but you're gonna, you know, you're, you're, your ceiling with Schrader is not what your ceiling with Pete is. Hopefully the fumble issues are long behind Pete. I would at least 50-50 those carries next uh, Saturday rather than having a very lopsided share workload for, for Cody Schrader. So there's some things I change. Another thing, I mean, this is just therapy session 101 for me. I, Tyler Stevens has, has I, I, don't, I don't see him as a very good blocker. He's never a part of the passing game. This is their starting tight end who, who transferred, I think, from Buffalo a few years ago. Just We, we were so spoiled with the Rutgers, the Kaufmans, the Agnews. Um, um, Albert O. Albert O. I mean, we, we had so many just prolific tight ends, and it's just it's not a part of the game. We have this big, uh, big both literal and on the uh, the rivals ranking, and Brett Norfleet, who's like six seven, six eight, seems to be a willing blocker. He's he's seen some snaps. I expect him to get the workload. Let, let we got to change things up. If Tyler Stevens isn't going to be a willing blocker and is not a part of the passing game at all, he serves very little purpose for me on the offensive side of the ball. I want to see some changes. Now, the offensive line, if these are the five that you've identified as your best five, and Eli said after the game there will be some changes, I'm a little apprehensive about that because if these were your best five, are we really going to you know put in some green people uh, the first you know their first start potentially against Kansas State? Now, I know they don't have that defensive lineman that just wrecked them last year, but still, I'm sure, a formidable defense. So I, I expect to see some changes. We'll see how vast. I certainly just want him to leave it all on the field. I mean Coach Drinkwitz, not the players. I want him to call the game like this is the game of his career, because it is. It really is. I, I don't think we're, we're being hyperbolic here. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Benjamin Hockman's. He, he had an interview with Desiree Reed francois the athletic director, prior to the game. And you know, she she made some pretty clear comments. We're not going to settle for mediocrity. We we see ourselves as being a player on on in football and basketball and all of our sports. And she hit a home run. It appears with Dennis Gates. I know just from seeing her at some other uh, presentations that she always, whether things are going well or not, has a short list of people in her back pocket. And I think I I think she's proven to be you know cutthroat enough by letting go Coach Martin, who she had known from back in her days with Tennessee. I mean, she is not afraid to, to pull the plug. And I think Eli knows that. That contract extension last year, it really means nothing other than the university owes him some more money. So I, I cannot stress the importance of the wellness check for me about 3 o'clock on Saturday, okay? <laughs> if, if they get blown out, like if they lose a squeaker, I'll be fine. But if they get blown out like they did last year, I just don't know how they come back from that, at least for Coach Strinkwitz. And by the way, James is not laying on the couch, but this is a little <laughs> bit like therapy. You can reach him at 961-4800-314-961-4800, carltoninsurance.net. Need a quote for auto insurance, home insurance, life insurance, call James Carlton. 
314-961-4800. And I think it is therapeutic to talk about it, but the only thing that's really going to make anyone feel better is if they play better. And I think you're right with him. Can't coach scared. And I would be thinking, okay, I know Desiree Reed francois didn't hire me. I know what people around town are kind of saying, do it or else. Then don't coach scared. Don't even even the Brady choice was a safe pick. Absolutely. But I think if I'm up against it, I might say, let's see what the other kid can do. Just a little more before he was quick to say, competition's over. I got my guy. And everybody's like, well, we kind of know. Great kid. But maybe there's some upside there. And if I thought my job was on the line, I might want to find out more about what that kid could do. And like even that game, that's a game Sam Horn should have been playing in. Should have been. You should have been up by like three right. touchdowns and getting him some more reps. So I think now he's backed himself into a corner. He kind of wagged his finger at everybody about Brady Cook. Like, hey, it's my guy, and you're not going to tell me who to pick, and he's a great kid. And I said, nobody, nobody said he wasn't a great kid. Seems like a great kid. Yeah, I, that's I, not the point, Coach. Hypothetical for you. Let's say they're down 24-3 to at halftime. He puts in Sam, and they lose 30-21. to So Sam has a pretty decent half. Do you think the fans – maybe give them a little bit more leash now because, okay, well, Sam's clearly our guy now, and maybe that buys them some more time. Or are they going to be thinking, like, what in the world? You, you, you're supposed to be a quarterback, offensive-minded coach. You couldn't identify this through spring ball. I know Sam couldn't play much in spring ball, but through fall camp? I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I think if, if he puts in Sam and, Sam and Sam lights it up, he might be in equally as much trouble in a loss as if you know he leaves Brady in. So I'd be curious if you know if that were to play out. I hope it doesn't because that means that they're getting their you know what's kicked. Uh, but but that would be that would be interesting to see how Sam does because even when he got to play against South Dakota, he threw five passes. Right, the interception, which I, I, it drives me nuts that uh, walking off the field, he he said, oh you know Brady had two touchdowns, no picks, and Sam had one touchdown, one pick. I mean that was off Mackay Miller's hands. <laughs> so it was not on scene. Well, it felt like all along, and Ben's talked about it. I did a TKO on it saying, why would this, so this competition was the worst mystery since the Hardy Boys? And that's a very <laughs> dated reference for all of everybody. But I said, why Why did we go through that charade? And then he kind of like went all in on Brady. I'm like, he didn't give himself any wiggle room. I, it's weird to me. You it know, I, I don't know why. Just say, hey, we got Brady's more experience. We'll go with him, but Sam's going to be ready to go. Why, why did he kind of was so strong and wagged the finger? I'm like, why are you doing that? It's you know, it's not the equivalent of Chase Daniel or Brad Smith. So why are you doing this? You know, it's weird. I just, I don't know, but it's going to be intriguing. 11 a.m. for Field, Tigers, K State. I uh, I'm kind of surprised the line. I know you like to gamble. I'm surprised the line's a little smaller than I thought. I you think it it's going to start at three and a half? Do you think I? I I feel like K-State should be a touchdown favorite. I know they're on the road. Yeah. But I'm – I don't know. I don't gamble much. I might I, – and I love Mizzou, of course, on the home <laughs> of the Tigers. But I I don't know. I, all right, I will refrain from being negative because James is my guy and he's a Mizzou <laughs> fan, and let's hope for Wellness the best. Wellness check, 3 o'clock Saturday. <laughs> let's hope for the best. All right, James, great to see you. CarltonInsurance.net. And if you call and get a quote, it's real simple – James and his State Farm Insurance Agency will make a donation to every true tiger trying to keep kids like Luther Burden at home. And Luther did have a big day. Eight for 117. Get him the ball more. Whether it's an end around, whether it's a flea flicker, anything. We can dial it up in our backyard. They can certainly come up with a play or two. James, great to see you. Likewise.